Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text today is from the Gospel lesson just read, especially these words. This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. Thus far, our text. Dear friends in Christ, this morning we celebrate the transfiguration which, as Pastor Poppy already said, is the culmination of the Epiphany season. Next week, we move into the Jesima Sundays, or the pre-Lent season, as we begin to look forward to the crucifixion of Jesus. The Transfiguration is the hinge that moves us from the season of Epiphany into the season of Lent. And as we prepare to bring one season of the church year to an end and begin another one, it's worth looking back on the things that we have heard and learned during the season of Epiphany. Epiphany means, as we've heard many times, to make manifest or to reveal. And the whole purpose of the last four or five weeks is to reveal and make manifest who Jesus is to our eyes clearly. We began Epiphany with the baptism of Jesus. When the heavens were opened and the Holy Spirit descended as a dove and let upon Jesus. And as this happened, God the Father spoke from heaven, a voice booming, this is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. God's word that day revealed and made manifest who Jesus was directly by preaching from heaven. Jesus is God's Son. The next week we heard about Jesus changing water into wine. And in that week's scripture lessons, we learned that Jesus was both man and God, both the Son of Mary and the Son of our Heavenly Father. And being God in human flesh, Jesus had the authority and the power to change water into wine. All he had to do was speak the word we also heard that week how Jesus loves marriage and blesses it with his presence. Jesus manifested his divinity in that miracle. He revealed who he really was, God in human flesh, the all-powerful God. The next week we heard how this God-man Jesus had authority to heal people from illnesses and diseases. He healed a leper. And he also healed the son of a Roman centurion, the servant of a Roman centurion. In other words, Jesus is God. He makes it manifest and reveals it by the things that he does. He is even able to command illnesses and sicknesses so that they must obey. And he does so for the benefit of his people.
And last week in the gospel lesson, we heard how it's not only illnesses that are under God's command, but rather it's the whole creation, wind, sea, waves. Christ's word commands them as well. He can silence them, still them, make chaotic things orderly again. And as he stops the storm on the Sea of Galilee, he asks this question, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? Throughout all of these scripture lessons, we see the reality of Jesus epiphanied, made manifest, revealed before our eyes. Jesus is God in human flesh. Jesus is the all-powerful, almighty, ever-present God contained within one human body. It's a great mystery that only faith can comprehend through the revelation of God by his word. Jesus absolutely is true God, begotten of the Father from eternity and true man, born of the Virgin Mary. And not only that, Jesus is also your Lord and my Lord. And that brings us to today. When God makes sure that you've been paying attention in the season of Epiphany, He makes sure that you understand who Christ is in the Transfiguration, so that as you move into Lent, you understand who it is that's going to the cross. The Transfiguration is the pinnacle of Epiphany. Today, we climb the mountain of transfiguration with Peter, James, and John and see Jesus for who he really is. He's upon the mountain with Moses and Elijah, the writers of the Old Testament, who are sitting at the feet of Jesus and listening to his word and his teaching, as the teachers in the temple did for the child Jesus. And along with Peter, James, and John, we see in this morning's gospel lesson the godness of Jesus leak out. Jesus is transformed, transfigured, metamorphized before their eyes. His clothes become white like lightning. His face shines forth with God's eternal glory the same glory that reflects from the faces of angels, and as we heard in our Old Testament lesson, from the face of Moses when he spoke with God. Surrounding the top of the mountain is the cloud of God's glory. Heaven comes down to earth in that moment. In the transfiguration, we see that Jesus is the God who spoke to Moses through the burning bush. We see that Jesus is the God who appeared to Elijah, not in the fire or the earthquake or the great wind, but instead in the spoken word. 
We see Jesus for who he is, God in the flesh. And in case by looking you still are confused, we again have a word from God the Father. The same word God the Father spoke at the baptism of Jesus that began Epiphany. This is my beloved Son. Listen to him. The whole season of Epiphany is bracketed by those words. This is my beloved Son. Only here, God also speaks an additional word. Listen to him. Jesus is God. Do you listen to him? Do you pay attention to what he says and teaches? You must at some level you braved the icy roads and are here this morning or listening on the radio and not laying in bed or eating donuts in front of the TV. But do you listen to all his words? Do you keep his words? The reality is that it's a daily struggle to listen to Jesus. And because it's a struggle, we try to sift down what Jesus says into something manageable. We try to take all of Jesus' words and put them into sound bites. And so often as we do that, we make the words of Jesus into a set of additional laws, things we ought to do or not do. Stop sinning. Love your neighbor. Sometimes... We make Jesus into a new law giver, a new Moses. And if we do what Jesus says, then we'll be fine. But we don't always do what Jesus says. Our sinful nature always rears its ugly head. Yes, Jesus speaks words of law. He says, you shall have no other gods. But we struggle. We fail. We fall short. We don't always see Jesus as our God. See, dear friends, if all we see Jesus is is a new lawgiver, then we've already failed and fallen short with just that one law. We've already let Jesus down. And if all we see Jesus as is a new lawgiver, we're also missing the other half of the story. Because Jesus is also 
Savior, Rescuer, Deliverer. That's what his name means. The Lord saves. We'll speak more about that in a minute. Before we do, we must recognize that it is sinful on our part if we see Jesus only as a lawgiver and not as a savior. He doesn't just give us more to do, more precepts to keep, as if we could save ourselves. That's his job. It's just as dangerous if we ignore Jesus' word and think of him only as Savior, who sets us free to do whatever we want to because he's died for our sin. Because the truth is, we don't like to be perfect and holy. We like to do sinful things, wicked things, don't we? We convince ourselves that the wicked things that we're doing are really okay as well. In other words, we put our word and authority above Jesus' word. We do wicked things and justify ourselves in them. We place ourselves in God's place to judge our actions so that we can find ways that we can steal, cheat, fornicate, be divorced, gossip, keep up with the Joneses, murder, abort, disobey, and a whole slew of other things and still fall asleep peacefully at night. It's okay, we say. We're forgiven, what does it matter? we say. We ignore the words of law that Jesus speaks. And in so doing, we confess that we know better than God. If we say we have no sin, we make God a liar. If we say we have no sin, then we're denying that there's actually punishments for wrongdoing, actually a hell, an eternal death. There is. It's real. Sometimes we confess that God's just a really useful social idea, but not a real being. So often we deny all the things that we've heard and learned in this epiphany season, that Jesus is God and man, that he speaks words of law and words of gospel, and that we ought to hear those words and believe them. So often we ignore that Jesus has authority over us. So often we don't listen. To Jesus. Dear Christian, repent and hear. Listen to God's word spoken to you at the baptism of Jesus and at the transfiguration. 
Jesus is God's beloved Son. Listen to Him. Hear His Word. Rejoice in the messages of God. Rejoice in Jesus. In our gospel lesson for today, the disciples hear God speak those words, This is my beloved Son, listen to Him. And when they hear the word of God, they're terrified. They fall on their faces, aware of their sin, their failure to listen to God throughout all of their life. They're terrified, horrified to be in the presence of a holy and just God. God says, listen to Jesus. And as they're cowering, Jesus speaks. And he doesn't say words of judgment. He doesn't kill them on the spot. He doesn't list all of their sin and wrong and guilt. But instead, when Jesus speaks, he says these words. Arise. Be not afraid. God the Father says, listen to Jesus. Jesus says, arise. Be not afraid. Dear Christian, this is the very word that God speaks to you. Be not afraid of your sin of ignoring God's word, of doubting who Jesus is, of listening to your own word instead of his word, because all of those sins are sins that Jesus has come to take care of. The God-man, Jesus Christ, will go to the cross. He will bleed. He will die for your sin and for the sin of the world. He will take your sin as far away from you as the east is from the west. He comes to rescue you from sin, death, and even from yourself by shedding his precious blood, by pouring it out upon the earth, by bringing an end to all that you have done wrong. With his words, it is finished, spoken from the cross. On the Mount of Transfiguration, you see the glory of Jesus, which shines forth again from the cross where he bleeds and dies. Behold your God, the crucified Jesus, and listen to his word. Be not afraid. I've died for your sin. You are free now. Free to live apart from sin. Free to be holy. Free to love God. Free to love your neighbor. Arise and be not afraid. 
Arise, you shall arise on the last day when Christ returns in glory again and raises all the dead, you included, and gives eternal life to you and all believers in Jesus. After all, he himself rose. And where he is gone, you shall go as well. Listen to him. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will surely come and take you to myself, that where I am, you may be. Listen to Jesus and be not afraid, for the body and blood that died and rose again and now lives forever, you get to partake in here at this altar. Jesus, the God-man, brings body and blood to this altar, using his word for you to eat and drink, for you to receive life. Listen to him. Take and eat, this is my body. Take and drink, this is my blood shed for you. Arise. Listen to Jesus. And in that forgiveness given, live your life in a way that reflects the great love that God has shown to you in the God-man, Jesus. Who is he? Why has he come? What difference does it make? It's all shown clearly today. Jesus is God. Jesus is man. It's revealed and manifested by the miracles of Epiphany. He's the one who's transfigured upon the mountain and glorified on the cross. He's the one who died and rose to forgive your sin. This is Jesus, the very Son of God. Listen to his word. Be not afraid. He is your savior from sin. He is your God. In the name of Jesus, amen. And now may the peace of God, which far surpasses all human understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.